Greetings. Today is November 9th, 2016. My name is Ginger Donnell, creator and host of Broken Boxes podcast. We all have the power to share information and spread awareness about what is currently taking place in Standing Rock, North Dakota. We are the media. This is the third episode featuring a collection of live feed Facebook posts from water protectors providing first-hand accounts and information regarding what has taken place from November 7th to November 9th, 2016 regarding current events and needs for the front line. This episode includes an introduction segment from BuzzFeed News and additional material rebroadcast here is from the following Facebook pages. Indigenous Environmental Network, Indigenous Rising Media, Myron Dewey, Wania Locke, Digital Smoke Signals, Stephen Christian, and the International Indigenous Youth Council. This rebroadcasting is an attempt to allow this information to reach further than one media forum of Facebook, to share the story in the way the water protectors creating these live broadcasts have asked us all to do, to get the message out into the world and break media blackout. We are the media. We are all connected. Not one single person can live without water. We are Standing Rock. The people who are making this money are a very small group of people, extremely rich people. And that the people that it's affecting are millions. Millions are going to be affected by this in a bad way. And so I'm waiting for those millions. You know, I'm waiting for the millions that need to call the president tell him to uh, deny the permit. Call the Army Corps of Engineers. Tell them to require require, uh, environmental impact statement for the entire length of the project. You know, that phone that you have, that cell phone, is a powerful, powerful tool. The internet is not just, you know, for social media. It's a tool, it can be used. So I'm asking all of you, please use it. Pick up your phone, call the White House, call your senators, call the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, call your church group, have an event, talk about the water, because water is life. We need you to do that. Put down every single thing that you hold precious. Move it all away. Forget about everything the money, the politics. Put down everything that you know to be real and think about the first thing you do in the morning. What do you do? Do you stop that coffee pot? Do you jump in the shower? Do you drink water in ceremony? Water heals. Water has sustained this whole planet for centuries, for millions of years. Think about that. We're just a drop in the bucket, a drop of water in the bucket. And yet there are people willing to contaminate that whole bucket, not just a drop. Think about that. You know what the right thing is to do. Forget about the millions. You know, forget about your 
political um, ties. Think about the children, your children, your future. You know what, without water, it doesn't matter what political party you sit on. It doesn't matter how much money you have. What matters is saving the water for the people. That's an inherent right that the Creator gave us when He created this water world. It's an inherent right to have clean water, to protect that water. We know that. I know you know that. I know you do. So do the right thing. Do the right thing, you know. Do the right thing for the people. Do the right thing for the, for the future, for your children, for your children's children. That's all I ask. Think, think you're very smart people, very powerful people. So do the right thing. If you're gonna do something, do it now. Because there isn't much land left between the water and the equipment. There's not much time left. We're talking hundreds of feet. That's it. Before, it started as hundreds of miles. Now we're down to hundreds of feet. The water's right there, and they're right there. How much longer are you going to wait to call the president or to call the Corps of Engineers? How much longer are you going to wait? There's no time for waiting anymore. The time for waiting is over. We need every phone call. We need every prayer. You know, we need, to, we need people to act because I don't know what's going to stop them. They're right there. The water's right there. At this point in time right now, what was a thousand mile um, pipeline? From the south, it has reached that side of the river. And from the north, it has reached just a few hundred feet from the river. So they are almost complete. You know, the pipeline's been laid. They need to, all they need to do is go under that river. That's all that needs to be done. So we, I mean, what, what can I say? The, the pipeline's going to be done. The pipeline will be finished if nothing is done. We're here on the banks of the Cataparte Creek at Standing Rock Sioux Nation. The people have gathered here right now and they are going across to hold their front line and to take back their land which they have declared eminent domain upon. We're standing here with Chairman Fred Jr., the Black Panther Cubs Party. We're standing here right now. He's here in solidarity with Indigenous people, Indigenous rights. He's a really brave, good comrade. He's brought a lot of people here to have the fight with us. Right on. In the spirit of resistance, in the spirit of solidarity. Again, Black Panther Party Cubs, we're here. We called on, we called on uh, 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 our counterparts, our people from all throughout the country, throughout the world, standing in solidarity with the resistance here at Standing Rock. Sacred ground, sacred ground right, back, right back here, we said no to the dapple. Again, no to the dapple. We stand in solidarity. Again, in the spirit of red and black resistance, man. Power to the people. Keep your heads up, ask them to fist clinch. Right on. All right, get ready, boys. This might be it. There you go. So listen, we're peaceful. We don't want that. We're peaceful.
to happen. It's not pretty, but it's necessary. We need to learn how to fight these ways. We need to learn to fight this oppression. There's a lot of people in prayer here. Look at it. In prayer, we're together. In prayer, we're together. But we need to let them know that we're not scared. This is our fight. This is your fight. We don't forget why we're here. While a few may forget why we're here, remember this. This is unity. Come and join us here at Standing Rock. Enjoy this. Have this. This is yours. This is your freedom here. Enjoy it. This is our way of life. And we're going to fight for it always. And no fear. No fear. Stay in prayer. Stay in prayers. This is how we live. This is our way. This is how we live. People united, all of us, together, with no fear. With no fear. No fear. Keep the prayers, folks. Keep the prayers. Keep the prayers. This is who we are. One people, one prayer, one mind, working together. This is small. We need all of you. All of you. You see, I'm going to show you something of what we're looking at, of who makes the decisions. Tear gas will probably come here soon, but what we need to show them is that we're here. We need to show them that this isn't a game. You know, the, there's only one way they can stop us. That's it. But we're standing here together until the people that need to be here are here. And we don't know who they are yet, but you better get here soon. Because because the actions of a few, you know, are strong. But to make an impact, we need everyone. That's the way I see it. And what we have right here is nice. It's beautiful. how we stay in prayer we have we have people of the most kindest hearts and the most compassion for all of our people staying in prayer staying in prayer staying in prayer staying in prayer, staying in prayer. that is our prayer 
We're not here to hurt nobody. We're here to let you know that this is our law. This is our life. This is our this is our way. So don't be afraid. It's time to stand up and live free. It's our choice. This is who we are as a people. And this is beautiful. Hello relatives. I'm over here at the front lines of the bridge and we're doing a quick update with our relatives from uh, New Zealand. Maybe get a quick interview with you guys real fast and, and just just share a little bit about uh, who you guys are with and, and why you're here. Oh, kia ora whanau. my name is Paul Takamaipi and I work for the Marae Program and Aotearoa uh, TV um, the Marae Program in Aotearoa and we're just here to uh, get some kōrero uh, from the people behind the scenes here down at uh, Standing Rock and we're flowing over here from Aotearoa New Zealand and um, we've just caught up with the brother here Maron who's going to um, just uh, give us some kōrero today um, about what's really going on here at Standing Rock. Tell me a little bit about what you what you you've witnessed right here at the bridge here, the National Guard here and, and guarding the Dakota Access Pipeline. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's concerning. It's concerning that uh, an authority like that uh, have brought uh, their ways onto the native people here of uh, of these lands, and I've witnessed uh, some of it just trying to get here to Standing Rock as we were international guests and we've already been uh, harassed by the authorities even before we got anywhere near Standing Rock. So uh, I want to I want to thank our relatives coming up and betting down there for uh, you know informing them on the on Standing Rock and you want is there anything you would like uh, to say to your relatives back home? Uh, just kia ora koutou katoa, kia kaha, uh, ki e la onga ahutanga e pāna ki uh, te haka e tautoko ana i te, te haukainga ni. Aho, aho, thank you. So uh, just got a really brief update today about you know the, the prayer that was going on over there in the corner uh, above the sacred sites. The people are no longer going to stand and witness the sacred sites being desecrated. And so what they did today is they went across the water and stood there and prayed. And uh, as they prayed, they were met with canisters of mace and uh, exploded. And down there by the crowd, uh, they were continued to be maced while they were in prayer. And it did not break their prayer. And when uh, someone was taken down, someone was replaced. And so it's very powerful what it's done. Uh, the resistance here is our existence. And it's very powerful to be here and witness that. And so again, for by our existence shows our resistance. Our existence shows our resistance. And we're going to continue to show that in prayer, a demonstration in prayer. We're not activists. This is a way of life. We're not protesters as well. This is a way of life. So we also witnessed uh, earlier today uh, the, the highway patrol plane flying through tribal airspace many, many times without a disregard, disregarding any kind of... Um, cooperation with the tribe we're going to assume that you know maybe they do and maybe they have access but we don't believe they do they're flying right over close to cannonball and uh right over sacred stones uh, 100 feet off the ground we actually document them we're going to throw that up online today and we talked a little bit about the faa 
in bypassing how Morton County is uh, requesting no fly zones to protect the Dakota Access Pipeline on broken treaty land from the 1851 Fort Laramie Treaty. So these are the, the facts that we're going to share with you continuing. Um, you, if you can look online, we'll post those. There's a no fly zone presented by Morton County. They bypassed all of the regulations and went straight to the, the top, which we'll share all that a little bit earlier. We got cut off when we tried to share that with you guys. And we tried to share that with A&J as well, and, and, and they were cut off. So uh, what we're dealing with here is, is more or less cell blockers. Uh, we're not having any other issue when we're uh, not close, but when we're doing uh, live streams here, we're having those technical forced digital divide, I like to say. We're in a digital divide, but this is a forced digital divide. So with that, we're going to do a short interview. I just want to show you where we are. This is the National Guard protecting the bridge. They have, they have many times they can take down this bridge. They have the equipment to take it down, but uh, they're not taking it down. So it's right there. The National Guard and uh, Morton County Police Department are the new DAPL security. They're protecting and securing the bridge to make sure the Dakota Access Pipeline can continue their work. From the top of the mountain, you can see their lights. Those are the lights where they're continuing their work right now. So uh, thank you relatives for, for chiming in and all your hard work and your solidarity and showing your support to the to the the tribe to the community here and we want to also acknowledge the clergy that came down in solidarity and donations and physical support and also physically went to jail in denouncing the uh, doctrine of discovery so what does that mean look up online google the doctrine of discovery i also want to thank facebook for letting us do the social justice and uh, also uh, dji by having us, uh, by having your drones, without your drones, we couldn't have been showing the environmental injustice that we're witnessing, the Dakota Access Pipeline desecrating sacred sites. We had to show the world this is what's going on. We're not comfortable in showing sacred sites, but now is the time to show the world that this is what's happening here today at uh, the Standing Rock Reservation in North Dakota. The racism is real. The the uh, humanity. Uh, Inhumane activities are real, environmental injustice are real, civil rights are being violated, and human rights are being violated, and the desecration of sacred items by the Morton County Police Department, as well as the DAPL security, uh, defecating on uh, sacred items. I don't know any, any human beings that do that, but we just found some that do that, and they're your law enforcement. And so we need to send prayers and blessings. We didn't have ceremonies for this type of this this type of uh, action, this type of inhumane action, and we just can pray for them in a good way. So uh, send blessings that way, relatives. Um, we've witnessed that every day, and tomorrow we're going to witness another action by them. We don't have to provoke any action. They're they're inciting a riot, and you can research that by them having to give us felonies for filming, for walking, for, for walking across our own lands, for them having to, uh, for journalists getting felonies, for anything that's going to ceremony, we're getting felonies. They have to uh, be accountable for their loan that they got for all the equipment and all the manpower they have here. So this is the reasons why they have to incite a riot. They have to use right in their word and, they, and their words, and they also have to uh, give felonies to validate why they're justifying what they're doing which is unjustifiable. 
So educate yourself. The way you're going to honor indigenous people is to educate yourself about the issues. This is happening in the second decade of the 21st century. This is like the 1500s all over again. How's it going? Stephen Christian here. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit something different today what you're what you're witnessing right now is called post traumatic stress syndrome it's where our bodies start to shut down mentally it's where you know we we separate ourselves we we go off into you know our own little thing or we self-medicate or we do all these things you know that's that's what today is about I woke up with a heavy heart and and it's not it's not fear it's sadness because the the tactical warfare that the people are taking against us is psychological you know, and mental for us. We're uh, experiencing these things. So while it might not look like a war, you know, we're going to get all those symptoms. All of our young warriors, you know, we weren't trained for this. So there's a lot of breakdown sometimes you might hear. It's because it's hard for some people. Because this is a new way of life. We're not. We're not trying to be anything special. We're protecting our relatives. And we're all not perfect. We all know that. But we're human at the same time. And right now, you know, it's not all over camp. It's just at times, you know, the, the, that, that sadness, that eternal sadness that our people have been oppressed for with, for so long, forever. You know, it's coming to a forefront. And those ceremonies that we participate in daily are needed. We have to have the people come up here and go through these sweat lodges because our young warriors need to have that inspiration. You know, we don't know. Some some people don't have the the the, the necessary tools to to express what they're feeling. And I want to let you guys know a little bit about what that is. Why is it? Why is it that we have to feel like this? What is it that we're doing that's so wrong?
but my people. When you hurt my people, it makes me angry. And it doesn't make it doesn't make me angry. It just makes me sad that you know that that you don't understand how much we love. You know, look at your children. If I I know that that some people are watching me that are on their side. I get it. I understand. You know. It's not that as I witness those things as I witness all these things it gives me strength and the best the best part my strength comes from you my encouragement is you to keep doing this we're a selfless people we care about our families and our relatives only. And only the best things. So, what you're witnessing right now is the helicopters that fly over us all every day. The, the planes that circle us all night. The guns that are pointed at our face the tear gas that they shoot at us, the mace, the desecration of our graves. It's working, but guess what? <laughs> it ain't gonna work for long because we're too strong spiritually. And we're gonna get inside those lodges. We're gonna say those prayers. We're gonna get in those ceremonies. And we're going to continue. We're going to keep doing this. You can hear the trembling in my voice. <laughs> because I know for myself I can't do it alone. I know that what we have here at the camp, we can't do it with just this. There's people out there with special talents that know how to deal with post-traumatic stress syndrome. I'm a jeweler. I played video games most of my life, you guys. You know? But through my works and travels, I was able to uh, speak my mind. Because I know my body, I know my, my mind and my heart. You know, I was gifted with this, with this life. All my elders, all the medicine men, all the, everyone, the words of encouragement. All these things have prepared me to speak like this. That was my gift. And I didn't know I was, I was living my gift. But it's, it feels good. It feels good to um, give. And right now, you know, the only thing that I have to give is my voice. 
That's it. Everything that you guys donate, I try to give to the camp. Because I don't want it. Because I don't need it. My relatives need it. So for those that are helping with the show, uh, get, get me a hotel room, thank you. For those that are helping to donate some chandis for the people, thank you. For the people that uh, let me pick up some socks, thank you. You know, these are the, these, these, for myself, I like to, give a lot of people these things to give encouragement to let let them know because a lot of them aren't on Facebook you know they don't care because we're here in prayer but at the same time it doesn't mean that the, that the people that aren't on Facebook aren't hurting so I speak on behalf of them We need to show our warriors how to do this and how to release. We need to look, we need to show them how to get in those lodges, you know. We need the leaders out here to show their people, their relatives. Because our people are hurting. So I apologize. You know. But this is necessary. Our people need to feel the pain of what we're witnessing. We need to witness that the people that we're against are trained for this. They get to practice their tactical warfares upon a peaceful people without consequences. And we can endure, I promise you. But we need some of those other people to come up that know how to deal with this stuff because we don't, some of us don't. And that's why I speak. But I need to take a shower. Because <laughs> this shirt I've been wearing for about five days. <laughs> and then two days before that. <laughs> so. We're in good spirits, you know.
but you guys got to get that emotional tug, you know, to wake you guys up as well, to let you know that our relatives are hurting over here in a good way, you know, in a good way. This is our sacrifice that we were able to endure. This is, this is what our people have been given. This is the strength of our ancestors. You know, as we go into those lodges, those handshakes that come around, our hearts all together united saying those prayers. That's what it's about. And then promoting that, that beautiful, that beautiful spirit that we all have and that sharing that sharing, that that oral tradition, that sharing of spirit, not sharing of speaking, sharing of spirit. That's our oral tradition. You know, I'm sharing that with you today. You know, it's a little bit outside of my comfort zone, but it's a necessary thing that we have to endure. These are our sacrifices that we make daily. So as we pray hard, you know, that balance is there. But at the other, at the other end, we have to learn how to deal with the uh, other things that are in our life. We need to understand the tactics that they're taking against our people. And it's working, guys. It is, you know, that mental strain, that constant surveillance. But as we stand up together and encourage each other, it's going to stop. Because as soon as our young warriors have belief that all the people and they realize that all the people are there for them, Showtime, you know, as our people stand up strong together, it's, it's, it's going to be magical. You know, this is, this is what our ancestors have always given us. They've always given us this gift. We are, we always knew that our people was this strong, but we're humble. Compassion for the people. We work together in unity. We understand that a camp is a family and that we have to work together. So all these things, these negative things that you see, all these negative things that you witness, you know, that you hear about. <laughs> yeah. Psychological warfare. You know, to get us separated. If I donate, where is it going to go? If I do this, if I do that, what happens? What happens? I don't know. But you research the people that you donate to. You know, don't, don't be... Get, get the people involved. This whole thing was to let you know that, you know, money's... Money's going to help a little bit. It, it's like a band-aid. You know, these, 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 uh, these comfort things. Uh, 
they're they're good as a band-aid you know that's why i like to keep asking for these things and, and we're not ready for winter yet you know it's going to be a hard realization when winter hits and if we're not in that strong prayer then you know it's going to make us weak if we go into winter not prepared mentally then we're going to be weak So we need the people here that can help. We need you here. That transfer of spirit. I know that a lot of you have some special gifts where, you know, where you can where you can help in many, many different ways. I don't I don't mean this to like try to be sad or anything like that, but this is just the truth. You know, we need that part. You know, there's a lot of different aspects. You know, there's a lot of different aspects of all these things, but you know, you can you can see from our Vietnam vet our Vietnam veterans, our people from Iraq, all of our people that come over here and have that post traumatic stress syndrome. And we don't know and, and we just skip it under the rug like it's nothing. We give them a couple pills and say, you're gonna be fine. You know, those pills, they don't, they don't do it. That heart, those hearts, those prayers, having some, having a brother or a sister stand up beside you you know, those are the encouragements. Those are the, those are our strengths. Our unity together is our strength. As we speak and share, that's our strength. As we give, that's our strength. We give until we have nothing left. That's our fight. That's our prayer. It's all or none. So, you know, I, I wanted to share a few words today about what's going on. To let them, let everyone show our weakness. And with that, we're going to gain strength as we deal with these things. So thank you guys. Thank you all for the encouragements. I get to reread some of the things that that are said to me because sometimes we forget too and I kind of feel guilty sometimes you know with all the thank yous and stuff guys I don't need it they need it but I wish to share some of the things that you say so it encourages me at the same time, even though I say I don't want the thank yous, you know, it encourages me though. But we don't need those, you know, the time for honoring is down the road. The time for thanks is down the road. Right now is the time to do. I'm sorry, you guys, but that's it. You know, there's a lot of warriors. There's a lot of people like me. 
that are doing way more than me. Way, way, way more. And those are the people behind the scenes. Those are the people that we don't see. The people that have been here for months on end. The people that were here in the winter. But I hope that my voice echoes and lets you know that, you know, while we are strong and we're not, and everything is good, you know, we need to deal with what's going on with our young warriors. And it, and it's it's not a it's not a weakness. You know, it's a strength. We just haven't developed it into a tool yet. So I need the people that are have those tools to inspire those those people to heal those people that that know how to bring that spirit back to them. You know, to let them know who they are, what they're standing for, who their ancestors were. We need to understand, we need to instill that, that our ancestors, you know, were all the way from the stars. We're all the way, we're from the beginning of time, we're all the same. So I encourage those to come and help our young warriors prepare for winter. Because we're not going anywhere. So <laughs> I don't know I don't know what that video means but you know So I'm going to go take showers and better stop talking and shut up <laughs> All right guys see you guys later I just read Dapple's release statement and it was horrific because it said uh, Army Corps of Engineers made a mistake and they have no jurisdiction or power over them and they're going to re continuously construct Dakota Access um, pipeline without all the permits in place meaning they don't give a shit like straight up they don't they don't care if they're breaking EPA law they don't care if they are desecrating graves they don't care that that um, Iowa and the people of Standing Rock are opposing all of this. They don't. Straight up. Those are real people on the graves. Those are real people that belong to Standing Rock that were dug up by Dakota Access LLC. So reminding you, Dakota Access LLC does not have a 404 permit right now. Straight up. They don't have a 404 permit. That means they cannot bore under the the water but in the release statement they said they don't care and they're going to continue to bore with using a drill a hydro a horizontal drill to go in sideways that's horrific that's scary that's like what the hell what is even more scary is that corporations have no law have no law you think about Flint currently right now Flint does not have water you think about the Diné people in Arizona and in New Mexico they have they do not have clean drinking water right now you think about the people in Montana 
or their water is contaminated right now. These corporations that sit in comfy houses and mansions in their nice little pristine office have no effect of an oil spill. You think about P or is it BP? BP oil company spilled 210 million gallons into the Gulf of Mexico and nothing was done to them. Nothing. You think about the colonial pipeline that just blew up. Blew up. Nothing will be done to them and the damages, permanent damages that is being done to our environment. And you can, once these damages are done, it takes four to 500 years for, for the earth to heal herself. That means you, me, even our grandkids will not be around, will not be around to, to feel the full effect. Four to 500 years. That is ridiculous ridiculous so I want you to understand that that Dakota Access LLC energy transfer and partners in their press release in their press release said Army Corps of Engineers has no jurisdiction and did not put a halt on them in their own PR and they um, can, and they do plan on continuing to construct and do plan to bring in the drill even though there is no permit to bore and uh, yeah so they don't care about EPA laws. They don't care about NAICPRA law. They don't care about breaking constitutional rights, human rights, and, and, and protecting the people, straight up. So that's what's the latest. I mean, that, that PR shows you how inhumane corporations can be, inhumane. And, and you got to remember, my people of Standing Rock, their water will be just the first. Meaning everyone south of Cannonball will be affected by it. Even Lint, even though Lint, North Dakota is pro-Dapple, they will be affected by it. This affects their water intake. They will be affected by it all the way down. So this is what's up. Like, that's just disgusting that a corporation has that much power and doesn't have to abide by laws. That's just sickening. That's just so sickening that, that companies can damage the environment and have no criminal charges pressed against them. None. None. Even though they, they killed off thousands of people. So if I was to go and kill someone right now, I would have murder charges on me but if I was to make a profit off of killing I don't know say 10 million people I would have to just pay a fine of like 200,000 that shit blows my mind it really does it blows my mind like how can that be it is complete lawlessness complete so Ener Dakota Access LLC energy transfer and partner made that press release they don't care straight up they don't all right guys we're here at the Osheti Sekoe camp and uh, we're gonna give you a quick update that we've seen from one of the pilots earlier that the black snake head is there and we're gonna show that where it's at um, I'm standing by one of the yurks that was donated here and uh, so the update comes 
with the area that is about a quarter of a mile from the water that the uh, picture shows. And what they've done is they put chicken wire, razor wire, not chicken wire, razor wire, all the way around the area that goes all the way to 1806 where the treaty camp was, comes all the way back to the uh, where the first action was back in uh, back in June all the way down to the uh, drilling pad what we are looking at here is a full-on Militarized protection of this pipeline. They've got uh, not just chicken wire, but big deep pits all the way around That prevent you if you get over the chicken wire You've got to go down in a pit and that's on both sides of the pipe as well. So they're not spending, they're not wasting no money on the expense of trying to protect this pipeline. They've also got the militarization of Morton County Police Department, which is, of course, we know under trained militarization. They're in training, but they have these black op guys that are giving them orders. And in all the videos, all the pictures, you have these guys fully goggled up their mouth and their eyes. They do not have really any type of identity on them. And they're the ones giving the Morton County uh, Police Department instructions. We, we know they're not uh, equipped intellectually to come forward and do the instructions themselves. So these guys, these black op guys, are the ones that are the ones giving them instruction. We see a lot of Morton County Police Department uh, coming forward and spraying people with uh, the canisters, which we've seen on a lot of video. One of the guys that was uh, in the canister uh, spraying of our water protectors as they were praying no other way as they are praying this is what the the sad part about it is so when one of them gets hurt they continue to rotate them in and make sure they're they're okay and they're switching out oh there's this there goal can you give us a quick update there tom on uh where we are today oh uh, yeah where we're at today is uh really being uh, critical in our analysis about what we need to do we know that the, the black snake is continuing to to construct, even though uh, there's been uh, a request from the federal agencies and from the Army Corps for them to voluntarily not construct and to hold off, but that's not what uh, Dakota Access Pipeline is doing. They're proceeding straight ahead. So we just uh, have some footage today that demonstrates that they're going full steam ahead. They're already doing development and construction in the um, the little uh, uh, pipeline uh, pad out there and uh, so it's something that uh, we really have to put our minds together our hearts together we need to continue prayers of people throughout the world uh, because we we've gotten that direction from the spiritual leaders here that the power of prayer is what's going to stop this uh, dark snake in its tracks and uh, we're on the ground uh, we're going to continue to do what we can uh, to uh, create some headaches for for the company, uh, create some headaches for the for North Dakota, and just calling them to task. That's what we're doing. Calling them to task on what they should do. They're operating illegally. They're operating. Um, uh, North Dakota is allowing uh, the human rights and civil rights of uh, um, 
the protectors of the sacred, protectors of the, the waters, and they're harassing, using intimidation, as many of you have observed uh, through these postings by Myron Dewey. So uh, we got to, there are some legal uh, 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 cases that are being put together right now as I speak. So we got to continue to be informed of what's going on here. There's a lot of strategies that are being utilized and different tactics, and uh, we appreciate your support. Thank you. Oh, so with that, we'll give you an update later on. And thank you guys for sharing this message. Share, share, share. Oh. Hi, everyone. It's Erin uh, Wise with the International Indigenous Youth Council. Again, I wanted to give you kind of an update about um, what's going on here in camp, I guess, now that we have learned about the presidential candidate that became my presidential elect um, because I had the habit of getting really worked up and um, upset about some of the things that I talk about. I, I wrote this thing down so I'm going to read it so if you see my eyes kind of darting around um, it is because I'm reading something. Um, I want to be concise and clear about what it is that I'm trying to say so um, here we go. Uh, today I've received so many messages of solidarity and support from friends, strangers, and allies telling me that they'll be here to back me should anything terrible happen once Donald Trump takes office. And these love letters are so sweet and so appreciated, but I'd like to remind everyone that Donald Trump is only a public face of the immense hatred that has existed in this country since its founding. Bigotry, racism, elitism, sexism, fear-mongering, homophobia, xenophobia, purveyance of rape culture, blatant disregard for human life and the destruction of Mother Earth is nothing new to the indigenous peoples of this country. Though many of us are devastated by the fact that Trump has become our presidential elect, the majority of us are not surprised. Last night, the International Indigenous Youth Council sat around our fire at camp, introducing ourselves as we do at every meeting. Typically, we speak our names, uh, where we're from, something special about us, and something that we're grateful for. Uh, last night I asked the group to speak about something that they were hopeful for. I won't repeat the sacred hopes spoken in the safety of our circle last night, but I will tell you this. The youth of America are growing. They are learning. They are becoming leaders and they will leave a bigger footprint and cast a far bigger shadow than anyone that has come before them. They are regularly maced tear gassed, shot at with less than lethal weapons, and brutalized by militarized police. This happening under President Obama's administration, not Donald Trump's yet. My own sister said in the words the other night, the tear gas didn't hurt as bad today. That's what she said, just super casually because that's the warrior that she is. And what this tells me is that the act of ruling by fear and pain is starting to no longer work on the people. So to those of you that are reeling from a reality that you already knew existed, I say stop mourning and start organizing. Please. If you want to be an ally, step up to the plate. If you want to truly make this country great again, start giving indigenous people a seat at the uh, I see, I always do this, a seat at the table. You know, start acknowledging our sovereignty. Learn from us about the earth. 
Let us teach you what we know. We helped many of your ancestors survive long ago, and in spite of colonization, forced removal, starvation, disease, and genocide, we are still willing to fight for you and help you reclaim your power as well as our own. When President Obama ran for office, he told us to have hope and that he would be the change that America needed. Many of us believed him, and now we know that many of us, myself included, were lied to. If Obama is one of the greatest presidents that our country has ever seen, then we demand that the bar be set higher. If inducting Donald Trump into office takes us 10 or even 500 steps back, maybe then we will be propelled into the revolution that Lala Bernie dreamed for us, that our ancestors prophesied, and that our or the, it'll be the revolution that our generation prays for. One of the biggest things that we talked about last night and today was what the future would look like for the people here in Standing Rock um, that are fighting the Dakota Access Pipeline. Um, I want you all to know that our resolve has not changed. This presidential candidacy, this election, this, this race, this shit show has no effect on what it is that we are doing here. Donald Trump won't take office until January 20th and until then you can expect to see the International Indigenous Youth Council fighting out here every single day for your right to clean water, even for Donald Trump's right to clean water because that is what we are here to do. As protectors of the earth, you know, earth guardians, First Nations peoples, we are here to ensure that everyone has their right to clean water. We stand beside our brothers and sisters of color, our fellow women, our trans friends, our, you know, our LGBTQ, plus two-spirit communities, like we stand with everyone that is different from ourselves because that is a beautiful, beautiful thing to be. And I just want to say collectively on the behalf of the Youth Council, all of us are praying for you. So if you're scared, please don't be scared because they sincerely feed off of our fear and you do not need to be afraid. We have powerful ancestors, powerful foremothers, and strong medicine that can handle anything thrown our way. Also, we haven't feared a white man before, so we're not about to start with Donald Trump. I just wanted to encourage everybody tonight to know that the Youth Council is out here. We are fighting, we are praying for you, and we will not be giving up anytime soon, and we expect you not to do so as well. Stay strong, pray for us, don't forget that we're out here, and don't let them deter you from what's important. We need to protect the sacred. Do not focus so much on what is going on with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton that you forget the tasks at hand. We need to protect Mauna Kea. We need to protect Oak Flat. We need to stop the Dakota Access Pipeline. We need to protect the Mississippi and Missouri Rivers. We need to stop all of the pipelines and we need to protect our people because they are sacred and we need to prepare this earth for future generations. We need to prepare a country for future generations. Have faith, take heart, we love you guys. Man, that was good. So what just happened here? Well, we just had a little uh, unofficial ceremony. Uh, the people from the uh, up in northern, uh, uh, I guess northern uh, Russia, up in that area, they they've been building these yurts and giving them to our people here. So uh, one of the men that they sent down to build it on their behalf, uh, he just showed us uh, how to walk through the doorway. We have to use our right foot. 
uh, and we don't step on the threshold there. So they, they told us this, those people, indigenous peoples from, from over in those areas of the, of, of the other parts of the world. So uh, this further uh, prepares us uh, as uh, protectors of the water, as, uh, as protectors of our treaty rights here at the Ocheti Shokomi to, uh, to uh, be here uh, in a strong way throughout the winter that's coming. We're getting ready for that woman, that uh, Kunshi woman from the north, as she's getting her lodge ready, and she's going to start blowing that uh, cold air this way. So uh, we're going to uh, be prepared for her when she's going to start uh, sending those cold winds this way. Uh, so we, we want to do that. We're going to be strong here in defense of our Unchimaka. We're going to be here uh, to take on this dark snake and cut it off at its head. That's what we're doing, and that's through our prayers. So what are the needs right now for, for not only an, uh, IEN, Indigenous Environmental Network, but for the camp as a whole? Well, we have many needs. Uh, we're part of the collective here. It's part of the Oyati here of the Ocheti Shikomi. Down below the hill here, there's a lot of needs as people are getting ready to to uh, to be warm this, this winter. So we need a lot of warm winter gear for the people. Uh, snowshoes, snow boots, uh, even the insulated uh, coveralls, those kind with the zipper, those are really good, different sizes, all the way up to uh, to triple X, four X for some of the, the men here, uh, all the way to some of the uh, young people, small. So we need those thermal underwear is always good, uh, long sleeve uh, thermal uh, uh, shirts underneath, uh, headgear, wool headgear, uh, gloves, the, even those uh, packages of those uh, yellow uh, uh, gloves you can buy at uh, Walmart and those stores, those are good too. Uh, because you know we got to keep our hands warm and things like that. Blankets are good, wool blankets, even those army surplus wool blankets. Some men here are already wearing some of those wool uh, thermal uh, pants that you buy in, in the military surplus. Those are always good. Our security, since they're going to be sitting a long time at the front gates, those uh, Arctic boots, those military surplus Arctic boots, those are really good. Uh, always need uh, good food, uh, meat, uh, protein like that uh, uh, are always good uh, for the camp. I think, uh, you know, we, we're very critical of the tents and dwellings. We need winter tents. That's that kind of, uh, uh, Cabela's has uh, winter tents. Uh, we have some uh, surplus, military surplus winter tents. And so we're constantly looking. Uh, also, uh, um, little, uh, those Menards or those other little cards, you know, the cash cards uh, for be people to be given to buy building supplies, uh, things like that when they're building uh, uh, entrances like here, this wall tent. Uh, this door here got kind of, zipper got broken to the north wind. So we're gonna build a little entrance way here so that when the winter comes, we have a little side door to keep the cold air out. Things like that, there's little cards to people can use to go buy construction materials, uh, screw guns, um, maybe different tools uh, like that. Um, so things like that, tarps are always good, uh, heavy duty tarps. Uh, uh, I think that's, you know, there's many other things. We're gonna be posting a, a list on, on, on our webpage. Uh, 
indigenousrising.org. There's going to be a list there. For our media here, we always need uh, uh, ID, identification card holders. They're plastic holders. You can buy them at Staples or, or Office Max. Uh, Do you, you guys know, have a P.O. box or an address you would like to share? Yeah, we have a P.O. box. I wish I could give you the box number. We got it in Fort Yates. But, uh, if you I, visit Indigenous Environmental Network's Facebook page, you can, you'll be able to uh, get the P.O. box to, to ship with Yeah, it. we got our main office in Bemidji, Minnesota, but we have a post office box in Fort Yates. But uh, we'll post it on there where people can send uh, donations to. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, we have a, a mailing address, a street address for UPS. Uh, and we're working pretty closely with the Ocheti Shikomi, and they are also uh, soliciting donations as well. The Tribal Council, Standing Rock Sioux Tribe also, uh, they're contributing a lot on the planning for our winter camp as well. Uh, we're going to have a backup winter camp in case it gets really cold down here in this floodplain. So we're going to have a winter camp uh, uh, using Mandan Earth Lodges and some other uh, other dwellings. Some of the Haudenosaunee are coming to put up their, their lodges too. And we know how to survive in the winter. So we're going to be providing some of those using intermediate technology. We're looking for some donations to, to buy these large outdoor wood furnaces, boiler systems. They're about five to seven grand. That's more efficient than burning the wood and pellets. Uh, and uh, other, other units like our wash and sanitation shower facility that's going to be built uh, using also compost and toilets. So we're going to have all those within enclosed structures so that we're keeping the water warm, keeping the co composting ability of the, the, the uh, sanitation facilities, the outhouses. Uh, it needs to be warm to have that uh, process for the composition to, 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 to break down. So we're thinking like that using indigenous knowledge along with modern intermediate technology. That's what we're doing. And we always need the different electronic gear here and there as we're providing uh, internet capabilities, Wi-Fi, because we need to be connected to the outside world. Our radio uh, community, our radio, our community radio system too. We're, we're looking for uh, a large uh, watt uh, transmitter, uh, 50 to 100 watt transmitter, because we're going to be communicating daily to the community around here, but also web streaming to the worldwide uh, network as well. So these are certain things we're we're doing, and any donations is helpful to do that. Uh, and then, uh, just real quick, what would you like to say to the viewers right now? Well, to the viewers, we appreciate your support here on behalf of many different leaders here, youth, the elders, the women, Two-Spirit. There's a lot of people here, native and non-native. Of course, we're all here to stand in support of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe and the council fire of the seven, uh, the seven council fires of the Sioux Nation. The, uh, their headmen have come to also establish the sacred fire. So on behalf of everyone here, uh, it's really good to have the, the, the listeners here, the viewers, support us. Send your prayers, put prayers out. That's uh, what's going to uh, be the downfall of this dark uh, black snake, is the, the, the prayer of people throughout the world. Bring in that light of the Great Spirit, Wakantanka, here. We're going to win this battle. And uh, so we appreciate uh, your help. My name's Tom Goldtooth. Uh, I'm the director of the Indigenous Environmental Network. Oh. Okay. Okay.
Bonjour, my name is Tara Hauska. I'm the National Campaigns Director of Honor the Earth, and I'm a citizen of Kuching First Nation. Hello, relatives. My name is Eagle Woman. My English name is Candy Mossett. I work with the Indigenous Environmental Network. Hi, relatives. My name is Dallas Goldtooth. I'm an organizer with the Indigenous Environmental Network. On October 27th, water protectors, including myself and others, were targeted and attacked by the police from several states and the Army National Guard for trying to protect the water. In response to this vicious attack, the Indigenous Environmental Network, Honor the Earth, and many of our allies are calling for a nationwide day of solidarity on November 15th, a week after the election, at Army Corps offices around the country. For hundreds of years, the United States Army and Native people have been at odds. It's time that we step forward and begin a new chapter together, one in which Indigenous rights are respected, our lands are respected, and our waters are respected by the U.S. government. On November 15th, call on the Obama administration and hold them accountable. Tell them, one, to reject the, per the Army Corps permits to drill under the Missouri River and stop this pipeline in its tracks. To order a full environmental impact statement. And we're also asking the Department of Justice to send observers to stand with us at Standing Rock to see the injustices that water protectors are facing. Stand in solidarity with those of us here in Standing Rock and with our relatives, the water protectors in Iowa, and with all other communities fighting against extractive development for the protection of Mother Earth. Hidamiado. Thank you. Matikidats. Thank you. How miigwech.